Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. Believe podcast, the network for professionals. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, ready to bring you another edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. As we actually had a pretty much full slate of uh, college football or ACC football action this past weekend, a couple teams off, obviously, but uh, the teams that hadn't played yet, like your Virginia Techs and your Virginias, uh, finally got to uh, to get on the field uh, this uh, this past weekend. So now uh, we've at least seen every team in the ACC one time and wanted to start out this show with uh, some reaction to, to what we saw from the Tobacco Road teams last week. And that was only two teams. It, it was Duke uh, and NC State. We'll start with uh, with Duke, and that's kind of why I mentioned Virginia and Virginia Tech, because that's who those two teams were uh, were playing last week. And Duke, they got off to an okay start. You know, jumped out to a ten to nothing lead. Uh, you know, fell behind seventeen to ten, then took a twenty to seventeen lead into the fourth quarter, and they just didn't finish. I mean, this 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 Duke team. I I don't know if it's you know the grind of the early three game schedule that they've played. Uh, with maybe a lack of conditioning, um, you know. Also, the the turnovers just continue to be a horrible problem for Duke. I mean, Chase Bryce threw four interceptions last week. Uh, they had five interceptions as a team. Seven turnovers uh, last week for uh, for Duke. That just continues to be a horrible problem, and it's so rare for a Coach Cutcliffe team because that, that's one of their strong suits. Usually, is that they take care of the football. Uh, they don't turn it over a ton, but they have really struggled so far this season uh, in terms of taking care of the football, and, and that that's it's put them in some huge holes. I mean, it's why they got beat so bad against Boston College. You can, it's hard to put up a bunch of points when you turn it over several times over and over again. Uh, the reason they were able to hang in the game against Notre Dame is because that's the only game so far this season where they actually did a pretty decent job of taking care of the ball. Uh, I think they only had, you know, they only lost, I believe, two, only had two turnovers uh, in that game. Uh, so, you know, they had two turnovers in the uh, in the Notre Dame game. I think it was it was five or six uh, against Boston College, and then you had seven against uh, against Virginia. So it's a number that just continues to to keep going up. 
And, and when your defense isn't forcing uh, many turnovers, first of all, it's hard for a defense to keep up with the number of turnovers uh, that the Duke offense is uh, is putting out there. I mean, we're talking about a team that has turned it over 14 to 15 times already this season in three games. It's it's impossible to win football games that way, and that, that's something that Duke obviously has to has to get better at. But I, I don't know that there is much improvement coming. Yeah, I guess the one bright spot you could take from that Virginia game is that they led at a couple points in it. Uh, you know, started out ten to nothing, ended up going in the fourth quarter with a lead, uh, twenty seven to what uh, to seventeen. Uh, but it's also the fact that this offense, you know, they they can't they can't stay on the field because they keep turning it over. And they keep, they're not putting up many points. I mean, 20 points against Virginia is the most they've scored all season. They only had 19 points going into that game last week. So Duke, Duke offensively is averaging 39 points per game. Just 13 points, or excuse me, 39 points for the season. They're averaging just 13 points per game so far. Duke is actually averaging, and this is kind of kind of astonishing to say, but but Duke is actually. Duke has actually is actually turned it over more times this season than they're scoring points per game. They have turned it over this season 14 times. And they have they're only averaging scoring 13 points per game. That they're averaging just a little under 5 turnovers for, per game and it, it has to be you know maddening to uh, to coach Cutcliffe but but as we said last week I, I think it's just one of those years and Duke's one of those schools where they depend heavily on upperclassmen uh, and they just don't necessarily have the uh, the horses uh, to compete in the uh, in the ACC this season and it looks right now I, the worst team in the ACC it looks like it's coming down to Duke Wake Forest and Florida State now that <laughs> that'll have some time to kind of play itself out but those so far have been the three worst teams in the in the ACC, and I don't even think uh, it's up for debate or even that close. Like that, that's how bad uh, those three teams have been so far this uh, this season. Uh, and you know, Wake Forest, like we said, they're they're zero and two so far. They they were at least competitive in their last game. Didn't get to play against Notre Dame because of the uh, the COVID outbreak. They'll be back in action against uh, against Wake Forest. On uh, Friday, or excuse me, against Campbell on Friday, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit when we get to the uh, to the preview section. But uh, it looks like it's coming down to between those three teams, and I think it's probably leaning more towards the uh, Duke. It's coming down between Duke and Florida State. I, I think Wake Forest may benefit Coach Clawson and company from this uh, this couple this you know week off and kind of break in the schedule from what was a daunting start to the schedule i think that may uh, may end up benefiting them going forward and help help them uh improve as a team uh switching gears nc state looked absolutely horrible saturday night in blacksburg against a virginia tech team that was missing 23 players including their starting quarterback hinden hooker they even went to their third string quarterback at one time because burmeister Got hurt. Burmeister was solid. He wasn't anything special, but he was solid. Seven of eleven, you know, 106 yards. Uh, Patterson came in. He was four of six for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Also, Patterson, you know, ran it for 47 yards. Burmeister ran it for 46. But that, that's the thing. Tech only threw the ball 17 times as opposed to rushing 41 times. Tech averaged 7.7 yards per carry. Uh, in this contest and ran for 314 yards. Um, I, if you know, and again, 
Uh, State struggled to run the ball. This is a good Virginia Tech defense. Uh, the the number is a, a little misleading in terms of their struggle because the the number their rushing total was dragged down dragged down severely uh, by you know sacks. Bailey Hogan was sacked five times, negative thirteen yards. Devin Leary three times for negative twenty seven yards. Uh, if you take if you take the negative forty out of it, uh, they actually thirty four carries for one hundred seventy nine yards. They actually ran it pretty effectively. I mean, you know, Zonovan Knight, 14 carries for 94 yards. Uh, Ricky Person, 13 carries, 64 yards. So their, their horses ran it effectively. The problem was they fell behind so much so early that the game was over. And they probably should have made a quarterback change sooner. Devin Leary clearly established himself as the guy when he came in that game. He played pretty well, 12 of 1,665 yards uh, and a touchdown. Uh, the only thing I think you could question maybe – why they took so long to bring him in uh, in that game. But I'm not sure it would have mattered because their defense couldn't stop a wet paper bag from floating down the field. I mean, they <laughs> they gave up 45 points, uh, and they fell behind 17-0 off the bat, and then it was 31-10 at halftime. The game was over at uh, at halftime for the Wolfpack, and you could just tell by a mor- from a morale standpoint watching them how defeated their defense looked. Uh, they just had a horrible time uh, being able to uh, to stop Virginia Tech. And kudos to Virginia Tech, by the way, because they they played uh, pretty well. You do have to give them give them credit for that, particularly for a team that supposedly was missing twenty three players and its starting quarterback. I uh, was pretty impressed with what I saw from Virginia Tech on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, anyway, looking ahead to uh, to this week, it's the first week that we've actually had a full slate of tobacco road games in terms of all four schools playing. You've got UNC at Boston College. Virginia Tech is at or Duke is hosting Virginia Tech. Uh, NC State taking on Pitt. And then Wake Forest is, uh, is playing Campbell. So uh, a lot to actually talk about this week in terms of, of the upcoming games. With these uh, these four teams, uh, we'll start with Wake and Campbell since that's the first game of the week for the ACC on Friday night. Uh, again, this game was moved up because of the opening in the schedule and because of the cancellate or the postponement last week of the Notre Dame game. Uh, Wake is predicted to be about a thirty-five point favorite in this one. Campbell's zero and three so far this season. Uh, however, the, the Camels did hang in with uh, with App State in the first half last week. So 35 could be a bit much. That's an App State team that's also struggled uh, this season. But, uh, you know, Campbell, they only lost by one point in their opener to, uh, to Georgia Southern, lost by 22 to Coastal Carolina, and then 31 to, uh, to App State. Uh, Betting-wise, this is a game I would stay away from because I, I also think it's a game where – Wake fully expects to win this game, and and because of that, I think we may see Wake try some different things offensively that you might not expect. Just try to see what they've got for the rest of the ACC season, uh, in just ter- terms of trying to see what works and what doesn't. Um, so I think because of that, uh, you could see Wake score maybe a lower number than people might expect. Uh, but obviously, I mean, uh, this is a good opportunity for Wake this week to kind of hit the reset button for the rest of the season and try to set a positive tone going forward. I, I think that has to be the goal uh, for the Demon Deacons as they enter this game on uh, on Friday. 
NC State, as we mentioned, goes on the road to uh, to Pitt. Uh, NC State is a 14-point underdog in this one. Pitt 3-0 coming off a big win over Louisville last week. Uh, by the way, that was a game we talked about last week, Whether how to, how to bet it. And I said I would stay away. If anything, I would bet it live. Uh, Pitt ended up hitting the spread on the nose at minus three. So uh, there was no real profit there to, uh, to have in that, uh, in that game. Uh, this is a tough one to bet because Pitt is, you know, like I said, they're 3-0. and They're at home. They're 2-0 and in ACC play. But the thing is, Pitt, Pitt doesn't blow teams out. That's just not their M.O. and not how they typically play. Um, but they also haven't played a defense, I don't think, that's as bad as NC State's yet. I mean, Louisville's is bad, but Louisville's actually looked a little improved last week. Uh, Pitt hasn't played a defense that's as bad as NC State's yet. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, particularly with Devin Leary starting the game at quarterback, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that maybe changes things offensively for NC State, maybe how they change up their play calling uh, a little bit. Uh, it, it's an obvious bounce-back situation. Uh, I Honestly, I think 14, when you look at the line for it, is, is about right. I do think Pitt's probably about two touchdowns better than NC State um and it's one of those it's kind of a it's kind of a tough game to bet and if I'm being fully honest I would probably wait and take it live um if if I was betting it just because that 14 is kind of a big number just because of the way Pitt plays and because of how predictable or unpredictable NC State is at this point uh it will be interesting to see uh, with what what they do with Devin Leary at uh, at quarterback and, and how much uh, improvement NC State can maybe make defensively going into uh, into this matchup this week. Uh, up next, you got number twelve North Carolina back in action for the first time in three weeks after two weeks off as they travel to Chestnut Hill to take on Boston College. Obviously, a long trip, but look, Boston College struggled mightily with Texas State last week, and granted. Uh, the Bobcats had their uh, had their quarterback back for the first time since the opener, but UNC's had two weeks to sit and watch Boston College against. They got to sit and watch them against Duke when they won twenty six six, and they got to sit and watch them against uh, against you know, Texas State last week. And as I said, and it continues to be the trend, the team that has not played <laughs> has had time off. It was it was the teams that hadn't played at all going into last week with Virginia Tech and Virginia, uh, they, and they were two and zero last week. By the way, those teams have fared well this season in what's going on uh, around the country in this pandemic affected season. Um, because of the two weeks off, I expect UNC to win. I expect UNC to win pretty big. I expect a big game from Sam Howe. He struggled a little bit in the opener. I uh, got off to a little bit of a rocky start. Uh, but I expect a big game out of him against this Boston College defense, and, and I expect UNC to, to cover that 13.5 or 14-point spread, uh, whatever you get it at. I, I think UNC ends up winning this game uh, pretty comfortably. Uh, also, you've got uh, Virginia Tech going on the road to Duke. Hokie's a 10.5-point favorite, and that line is surprisingly low. I would hop all over that today if you're betting this because – it's going to keep going up when people start catching that that's the line. Duke, like they, they, what do Virginia Tech defenses? What are they? What are they known for over the last twenty plus seasons? They force turnovers. Duke, as I just told you ten minutes ago or so, 
has turned it over 14 times in three games. Yeah, give me the Hokies. <laughs> also, the revenge factor. Duke went up there and humiliated Virginia Tech last season. I would expect that Virginia Tech is going to return the favor uh, on Saturday as a uh, as a ten and a half point uh, point favorite in that uh, in that matchup. The most intriguing thing about this game might be who plays quarterback for Virginia Tech, whether it's Hendon Hooker, Burmeister, uh, or the uh, the other quarterback that they uh, they threw out there some on uh, on Saturday night as well. That might be the most uh, the most intriguing part of this this matchup going into this one. It could be the same thing for Duke because Duke let three different quarterbacks throw passes on uh, on Saturday uh, as well. The rest of the ACC slate uh, this weekend, you've got Jacksonville State at Florida State. Can the Seminoles finally get in the win column? Uh, and I, hey, this is, a, you know, Jacksonville State is going to look at this as a golden opportunity. So the Hokies better be ready for Jacksonville State's uh, best shot. And if they find a way to lose this game, you have to wonder what that means for the future of, uh, of Mike Norville and the uh, the Florida State uh program because that that would be an absolutely disastrous loss for the Seminoles if they were able if they did end up dropping that game in Jacksonville State I don't think they will um you know the spread's 26 I have not seen anything consistent out of Florida State enough to take that spread uh so staying away from uh, from that and then you've got Virginia on the road at Clemson Saturday it's in Death Valley it's a Saturday night game Clemson a 28 point favorite that's high I typically don't take spreads that are that high, and, and because of the backdoor cover scenario, like I, I think Virginia it could easily hang in this game and lose by 21. Wouldn't shock me if it's a 42-21 type of game or 42-17 or something like that. So uh, I fully think that Clemson stands a good opportunity, or that Virginia could cover in this one, so just going to, uh, to stay away from it uh, in, uh, in that regard. Uh, and also, uh, just to kind of go back to last week, and we mentioned Florida State. I mean, Miami just absolutely humiliated uh, the Seminoles last week, scoring 52 points. Uh, Miami, in my opinion, that's what I'm going to end the show on pretty much, but Miami is the biggest threat to Clemson in the ACC right now. It's not Notre Dame. It's not Pitt. It's not Virginia Tech. It's not North Carolina. Miami is the biggest threat right now with the way that they are playing. Uh, they they can do it. They can do it in the kicking game. Special teams uh, defense is playing pretty solid. Their offense can put up a ton of points with Derek King at uh, at quarterback. Uh, I think Miami is the U might truly be back for the first time in a long time. And guess what? We get to find out not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday when they travel to Clemson to take on the uh, the Tigers. That's going to be uh, be a really fun matchup. You've also the next week. You've also got Pitt, Boston College, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Louisville, Georgia Tech. A lot of fun matchups coming up uh, as the season goes on for the uh, for the ACC. But that'll do it for this week's edition of Believe in Tobacco Road. As always, please download, subscribe, uh, and rate the show. You can get it anywhere you get podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.